from around the globe. In sold out arenas and humble churches. From out on the streets to your screen. And now, the time and what must be done. On this edition of Farrakhan Speaks. Greetings to you. I am Minister Louis Farrakhan, National Representative of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, that great preacher of freedom, justice, and equality to the black man and woman of America and the Western Hemisphere and to all of the Aboriginal people of our planet. He is the eternal leader of the nation of Islam and a warner to the government and people of the United States of America and to the nations of the earth. In this broadcast, I, I would like to try to complete our discussion taken from Holy Quran chapter 45, verse 28, and it reads, quote, and thou wilt see every nation kneeling down. Every nation will be called to its record. This day you are requited for what you did. To all of you who are listening, and I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to tune in and telling your friends and neighbors and family members to check this broadcast out, thank you. And to all of our great uh, social media fans, I, I want you to know that I deeply appreciate what you do and the comments that are coming in from a cross-section of people not only from the United States of America, but from different parts of the earth. I must take this opportunity to guide and to warn that those that are vile and filthy in their expression, there is no need for us to speak with them because what we're trying to do is create an intelligent dialogue. And so to all of the members of the Nation of Islam, be careful how you handle the people. Some may be angry, some disbelieve, some are joyous, but you must always maintain the character of a Muslim. And that character is given to us by Allah through Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, in the Holy Quran. He says, call to the way of your Lord in the best voice and with justice and argue with them in the best manner. For Allah says in the Quran, 
I have given you the best of arguments. And when someone refuses to listen or to dialogue intelligently, the Quran says when they make mockery of your religion, well, you just pass by nobly and say peace. Now to all of our ministers of the nation, I want you to get on the social media since you are the students in the ministry and I want you to engage the people who call no matter what argument they put up, engage with them intelligently. And as God has given you the best arguments in the Quran, then argue in the best manner and always with justice. Now, in the past broadcast, we've talked about and shown to you how the foreign policy of our government is involved in the meddling of the affairs of others. And yet, when they do this, they will charge the other country with being the peace breaker. The Holy Quran gives us insight into the mind of an enemy who is making mischief, then claiming that he's a peacemaker, but he is in reality a mischief maker. Well, let us see what the Holy Quran says about these mischief makers. In the second chapter of the Holy Quran, verses 11 through 13, Allah says these words, and when it is said to them, make not mischief in the land, they say, we are but peacemakers. Now surely they are the mischief makers, but they perceive not. And when it is said to them, believe as the people believe, they say, shall we believe as the fools believe? Now surely they are the fools, but they know not. Can you imagine people making mischief and not being able to perceive the reality of their mischief making? This means that they are spiritually blind. And what is it that makes them blind? The Holy Quran teaches in that same chapter in verses 8 through 10, it reads, and there are some people who say, we believe in Allah and the last day, and they are not believers. Believing in God and believing that there will be a judgment, most religious people, whether we are Christians, Muslims, or Jews, we have a belief in God and a belief in the judgment. Well, it says, however, they are not believers. They seek to deceive Allah and those who believe, and they deceive only themselves, and they perceive not. In their hearts is a disease. So Allah increased their disease, and for them 
is a painful chastisement because they lie. And Allah then speaks to these types of people known as the lip professors in these words. And when they meet those who believe, they say, we believe. And when they are alone with their devils, they say, surely we are with you. We were only mocking. Then the Quran says Allah will pay them back their mockery and he leaves them alone in their inordinacy, blindly wandering on. So Allah gives us the answer to their blindness. Surely in their hearts is a disease and Allah increases that disease because they lie. Let's take a look at what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad says about these mischief makers. In one of his monumental books titled Our Savior Has Arrived on page 60, it reads, This race of people was not created to live on our planet forever, only for 6,000 years. They are the only people on our planet whose time is limited. We can clearly see today why Allah limited their time. It is because of their mischief making and their causing bloodshed. It is impossible to live among them in peace. They are the world's meddlers and snoopers. They are not contented to live alone without snooping around and meddling in other people's affairs. And even though you divide the earth equally with them, they want your part and try to run your own business for you the way they think best. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad in his book, The Fall of America, in a chapter titled Mystery Babylon the Great, on page 129, after revealing that that mystery Babylon is America, he says, quote, you must remember that I am interested in bringing the truth to my people as clear as sunshine. So be not disturbed in seeing and hearing it the clear and simple way. For my people are the spiritually blind, deaf and dumb of the nations of the earth. They must be taught the truth by one who knows it. And Elijah Muhammad goes on to say, I am he who knows the truth and I have been missioned from the Lord of the worlds to tell the truth, whether it is to your liking or disliking, but I must do my duty by you or I will be punished by him. Well, I am by Allah's permission and by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's position, 
sitting in his seat continuing his message so the honorable elijah muhammad after moses had worked for 40 years among the people he called his brother aaron and said take my place among my people and act well and follow not the way of the mischief makers after the honorable elijah muhammad worked among us for 40 years the work is not done so he has asked me to continue his message and his ministry and it is a duty and a mission imposed on me by the two that back me and if i do not do my duty i will be punished by them so here we are america now is meddling in the nation of syria i mentioned two broadcasts ago that four-star u.s army general wesley clark said that 10 years before 9-11, Paul Wolfowitz, the neocon architect of Bush's war on Iraq, told General Clark of their plans to clean out the Middle East and take over these Muslim regimes. Just days after 9-11, and 9-11 represents the destruction of the world trade uh, buildings and uh, towers and the killing of 3,000 Americans and the bombing of the Pentagon. Well, after that event, Clark was shown a Pentagon memo that describes how they, the neocons, planned to take out seven countries in five years, starting with Iraq, then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and then Iran. Five years and seven countries. Let us look at Syria. There has been and is a civil war raging in Syria now for almost two years. America, England, and the coalition of the willing thought a long time ago that the regime of Bashar al-Assad would have collapsed. America was involved in the very beginning, but trying to hide her hand. Now America is openly involved and you have weapons that are being given to the rebels against a legitimate government but a government that america does not like a government that israel does not like because syria is a friend to its brother nation iran so america has decided that the government and people of Syria must suffer to fulfill an aim that is good for Israel. And since America and Israel are joined at the hip, they feel ultimately the destruction of Syria will be good for America. But we say to you, 
it is neither good for israel nor america as you soon will see about six weeks ago we heard that chemical weapons were being used and when that came across the news i thought to myself that the rebels must be losing their effort to topple that government for now they're saying that there's the introduction into that conflict of chemical weapons by the government of Syria against the forces that are trying to topple their government. Well, did they really find chemical weapons? Many that started uh, looking at it weeks ago said no, it was not chemical weapons. But President Barack Obama came on television and issued these words. If it is found that the Bashar al-Assad regime is using chemical weapons on its own people or on others, that will be a game changer. The news this past Tuesday morning on the 23rd of April is that Israeli scientists have declared that it is sarin gas that is being used by the Bashar government. Imagine the hypocrisy of somebody that has an interest in the fall of a government finding what others have looked for and have not found. This is to lure America into a war by sending American soldiers now into Syria because you have armed people that you are now finding are jihadists. You have armed people that are not lovers of the Western world. They may be so pro-Islam that they will fight against a ruler or a government that is Islamic but socialist in nature. So now, you uh, are being asked or prodded to do the game-changing thing, send American troops. Meddling in the affairs of other nations now, you're getting Turkey and Qatar and the United Arab Emirates and the Arab League and others to join you. This is now making these countries partakers in that which will come against Israel and America in the not too distant future. What does this word medal mean? It is to involve oneself in a matter without right or invitation, to interfere officiously, which means objectionably and aggressive and unwantedly. This meddling in the day of judgment, which is right now, will come back to requite you, America, and those that join you. I remember reading about our president, uh, Thomas Jefferson, when he reflected on the condition of the black man in America. He said these words, I tremble for my country when I reflect that God is just 
and that his justice cannot sleep forever. Naturally, during the 6,000 years that this contrary man and ruler was given time to rule, it would look as though God's justice was asleep. Not today. He's present in the world. And so the Quran says it like this, Allah is swift at taking retribution. So those who want to do wickedly, remember the recompense is not years off, centuries off. It's almost as quickly as you do your evil will come the recompense for what you did. Now in the 13th chapter of Isaiah the prophet, in the last verse of that chapter, listen to the words, hyenas will inhabit her strongholds and jackals her luxurious palaces. Her time is at hand and her days will not be prolonged. This is talking about the end of Babylon. Again, in verse 19 of that 13th chapter, it reads, Babylon, the jewel of kingdoms, the pride and the glory of the Babylonians will be overthrown by God like Sodom and Gomorrah. What weapon in nature did God use to overthrow Sodom and Gomorrah and leave her as a sign? Isaiah says that Babylon will never be inhabited or lived in through all the generations of this millennium. There, no nomad will pitch their tent. There, no shepherds will rest their flocks, but desert creatures will lie there. Jackals will fill her houses. There, the owls will dwell, and there, the wild goats will leap about. This is not talking about animals. It's talking about people with the characteristics of these animals. Hyenas will inhabit her stronghold. Jackals, her luxurious palaces. Her time is at hand and her days will not be prolonged. Well, if in the end, this kind of animal is used as a picture of those that will inhabit the palaces of the rulers of the Babylonian Empire. Then what is the nature of these animals? Let's look at some definitions. A hyena is a nocturnal wild dog that attacks in packs. And when it is referring to a human being, it is a person who performs dishonest or base deeds as the follower or accomplice of another. An owl is chiefly a nocturnal bird of prey. And when it says wild goats will dance about, wild means 
living in a state of nature not tamed or domesticated. It means uncivilized or barbarous when it comes to a human being. Unrestrained violence, fury, intensity, wild strife and wild storms. What is this goat, this wild goat? The goat is closely related to the sheep and it is found native in rocky and mountainous regions of the old world. Now, isn't that interesting that the goat is closely related to the sheep? And a kid is a young goat. While I'm on that subject, beloved brothers and sisters, stop calling your children kids. When we understand the nature of the goat, why would you name your little children after something that is wild, that is mischievous, that is a troublemaker? They are akin to the sheep, but the sheep has a different nature. And so Jesus used these two animals in his parable of the separation between the sheep and the goat. But the nature of the sheep is different from the nature of the goat. But all these animals that we mention, they are all scavengers. And a scavenger is an organism that feeds on dead organic matter. When it's referring to a human being, it's a person who searches through and collects items from discarded material. In chemistry, it's a chemical that consumes or renders inactive the impurities in a mixture. In the Holy Quran, in the 113th chapter, these are the last chapters of the Quran. These are titled the chapters of refuge. And there is a verse that says, I seek refuge in Allah from the intense darkness when it comes. That when this intense darkness is present, these kinds of characteristics are seen in human beings. It is the end of this present world. And then the Jesus comes. He is referred to as the bright and the morning star, for he announces the coming of God and he is the herald of God's presence and the herald of the coming of the kingdom of God. So let's look at these verses in this 113th surah. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, I seek refuge with the Lord of the dawn from the mischief of created things, from the mischief of darkness when it overspreads, and from the mischief of those who practice secret arts, and from the mischief of the envious one as he practices envy. This is the Yusuf Ali translation. 
But in the Muhammad Ali translation, it reads, in the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, say, I seek refuge in the Lord of the dawn from the evil of that which he has created. He there is capitalized because it represents the God of this world. So the Honorable Elijah Muhammad adds, he, Yaqub, what he has created from the intense darkness of his world in the closing days, hours, weeks, months, and years of his time. Look at what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said in the fall of America, page 99. He said, there's no such thing as law and order. The law is disregarded as, as though it were thrown in the jungles to be carried out by savage beasts. Murdering, killing, robbery, raping, and drug addiction are the only law and order that is respected. America has become such a country that the civilized man of intelligence and decency is afraid to walk the streets of the vast towns and cities of America. He would be more secure in the jungles around and in the midst of wild beasts than to be walking in the streets of these great cities of America after dark. Groups of robbers and murderers Killers and dope addicts are prowling the streets at night to exact their evil intentions upon the innocent. This is a mob of savages that the intelligent and decent women should not dare venture out among. And if we see such women walking around, they are a part of this savage people. It has become dangerous even for a girl or woman to stand alone in any unprotected place day or night. Rapists lurk around bus stations and robbers and thieves are also at such stations. And with such conditions existing in a so-called civilized country like America, this is the worst name that could be applied to her. Well, in that same chapter, 13 of Isaiah, he says the stars of heaven and their constellations will not show their light. The rising sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. Why is it now that you have all of these vampire stories on television? Series that these vampires come out at night to suck the blood of living things. So we have entered now into the darkest hour of this world's life. And there are other things that you should expect. It is also written in that chapter, quote, I will stir up against them the Medes. That's northeastern Iran. They do not care for silver and they do not delight in gold. Don't stir them up, America. Don't attack them, America. That is not good for you because it will trigger that 
which you have dreaded, which will bring a complete end to your power. In the 53rd chapter of the Holy Quran, it reads, in the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, by the star when it sets, your companion errs not, nor does he deviate, nor does he speak out of desire. It is naught but revelation that is revealed. One mighty in power has taught him the Lord of strength, so he attained to perfection. Even the light of the messenger of God will be dark and the moon will not give its light. For God says, I will punish the world for their evil and the wicked for their sins. This is what is about to happen. It will put an end to your arrogance, an end to your haughtiness, because you are blinded by the thought of all your terrible weapons that you have, but your weapons cannot and will not be able to save you from that which God is bringing through the forces of nature. Hyenas will inhabit our strongholds and jackals her luxurious palaces. People that are in government have become just like these animals, attack dogs. America does not want to go to war by herself. She has to engage a coalition of the willing, those not willing to serve the will of God, but those that are willing to serve the interests of America. Oh, there's a song by Houdini saying the freaks come out at night. Well, in this day and time, this is clear. <laughs> you couldn't find a good freak anywhere because the freaks come out at night. I am so sad to say that many of our people have become small little hyenas and jackals and owls and wild goats. We have become the night creatures that are selling our people drugs, making our girls prostitutes. We have become thieves and robbers and liars. We have become scavengers feeding on carrion or prey in the night. What night? In the intense darkness of the end of the world, we are entering the darkest hour that is just before the dawn. When you look at your screen and you see the picture of Uncle Sam as a snake and it is pointing to Revelations 12 where it says that this serpent deceived the whole world. I warn you with deep love and respect. Be careful, Turkey. Be careful, Qatar. Be careful, United Arab Emirates. Be careful, Arab League. Be careful, Saudi Arabia. Be careful, because you're inviting now that which is coming to the head of the serpent of this Babylonian empire to fall on you. Be careful. Make sure that what you do is just 
and is in accord with the will of God. Make sure that your motives are in line with the will of God. Or have you become blinded and see yourself as a peacemaker when in fact you have joined the chief mischief maker, but you will say to those under your charge that you are but a peacemaker. What disease has entered in your heart? At a future broadcast, I would desire to talk about why Isaiah saw that Babylon will never be inhabited or live through all the generations of this millennium because something is going to happen in this millennium of the Sabbath of God that the place that gets God's worst destruction, nobody will live there for generations up to a thousand years. But that broadcast is for another time. So what we are looking at now is the rise of the spirit of Islam, and it is manifested in many different ways. The Muslim Brotherhood went against Gamal Abdel Nasser, though Nasser was a Muslim, but he was encouraged by the rise of socialism, which has many positive elements in it, and it also freed women to come up out of a subjected, subservient state to walk beside the man in making a new reality. Then Muammar Gaddafi rises and Saddam Hussein rises and Syria rises. Egypt, Syria and Iraq came together and formed the United Arab Republic because all three were socialists. America, you betray all your friends. Wasn't Saddam Hussein your friend, America? Look at what you do to your friends. Shouldn't the Emir of Qatar be warned? Shouldn't the King of Saudi Arabia be warned? Shouldn't Muslim leaders be warned about those whom you all are taking for your friends? What is written in the Holy Quran about warning the mother town? In the Holy Quran, in the 42nd Surah, the seventh verse, and thus have we revealed to thee an Arabic Quran that thou mayest warn the mother town and those around it and give warning of the day of gathering wherein is no doubt a party will be in the garden and another party in the burning fire. When we look at this picture of the head of Satan as he wraps his tail around the entire world, you see that his tail at the end of which is a rattler is positioned in the Middle East. In the Arabian Peninsula with its rattler rattling pointing toward the area of the Middle East that is so troubled at this time. The rattler is vibrating, giving off noise as it usually does before it makes a strike. What could this mean? Wasn't uh, the president of South Vietnam 
your friend America? Did you assassinate him? Wasn't the Shah of Iran your friend? What happened when your friend was overthrown? Did you give him succor? Did you give him help, relief, assistance, aid or comfort in America? No. He had to seek refuge in other countries. America, you let him come here briefly in late October 1979 for medical treatment. Many say this is why the Iranians took the American hostages in the Tehran embassy and held them for 444 days until after the election of Ronald Reagan. You asked the Shah to leave in December of 1979. That recent movie called Argo, which won Academy Awards. It was concerning the hostage crisis at the American Embassy in Tehran. And if you look at that movie, when the Republican God invaded the American Embassy, you could see the persons in the embassy trying to, uh, we would say, shred documents, but they got caught and they had to get out before they could burn or shred. And you know what? When I was in Iran, I was shown books of these shredded documents that the Iranians took time and put all of those documents together. And what it revealed was the wicked intentions going on at the American embassy toward the government of Iran. Is this why uh, Ambassador Stevens was killed in Benghazi? What goes on in the embassies? Is this why Hugo Chavez wanted to put away some of those in the American embassy there, charging them with being troublemakers in his society? What about Manuel Noriega and Panama? The former president of Panama, General Omar Torrijos, seized power in 1968 coup and ruled Panama until he was killed in a plane crash in 1981. Some say and believe that it was orchestrated, his death by the CIA. Manuel Noriega subsequently took control of the army and used rigged elections to remain in office for eight years. But what happened? to Noriega, what happened to Panama? Was he not your friend? Wasn't he a part of the CIA work of bringing drugs into America? In 1989, the United States invaded Panama as part of Operation Just Cause, but you know it was not a just cause. Look at how you give a noble name to wicked things that you do. This involved 25,000 American troops. General Manuel Noriega 
head of the government of Panama had been giving military assistance to the Contra groups in Nicaragua at the request of the United States, which in exchange allowed him to continue his drug trafficking activities, which they had known about since the 1960s. So America betrayed her friend and sent her B-52 stealth bombers under General Colin Powell to destroy the Panamanian Defense Force. You tested new weapons, laser weapons in Panama. And after you destroyed the Panamanian Defense Force, you knew that a part of the treaty that allowed President Jimmy Carter to give the Panama Canal back to Panama was that the Panamanian Defense Force would be its protector. But under George Herbert Walker Bush, you destroyed the Panamanian Defense Force, thus legitimizing your effort over that great work of taking back the Panama Canal. President Reagan was against President Jimmy Carter's agreement to turn the Panama Canal over into the hands of the Panamanian Defense Force. In a New York Times article of March 16, 1987, the Western actor John Wayne wrote Mr. Reagan a letter accusing him of spreading untruths about the Panama Canal Treaty. You can read uh, phases of this letter in the text that will come out in the final call newspaper next week. Now, Mr. Uh, John Wayne told President Reagan that he was lying to the American people. Well, look at Saddam Hussein now shaking hands with Donald Rumsfeld. Wasn't Donald Rumsfeld the man that came before the American people announcing shock and awe? America, was not Saddam Hussein your friend? Didn't you encourage him to attack Iran? And didn't you offer him intelligence and chemical weapons of mass destruction? Yes, you did. But what does your friendship mean? Look at poor brother Muammar Gaddafi. You see him shaking hands with Prime Minister Gordon Brown. Prime Minister Blair, Prime Minister Cameron of England with a smile on some of their faces. You see him shaking hands with Sarkozy, the uh, president, former president of France. You see him shaking hands with Berlusconi of Italy, all of them showing friendship to Muammar Gaddafi. This is why I warned my brother to be careful of friendship with such an enemy who knows how to smile and pat us on the back while at the same time he's planning our death and destruction. Did you know that it is written that uh, Gaddafi gave Sarkozy $50 million to aid him in his effort 
to become president of France? Did you know that he also backed Silvio Berlusconi and also the prime minister of England? Well, your friends, brother Gaddafi, were your enemies all the time posing as a friend. Now you see Gaddafi with his dead sons. Now you see Saddam Hussein with Uday and Kusay, his dead sons. And now you put a picture of my son in the Sun-Times. Is this what you have in mind for me and my sons and those who follow me? Well, any of you who may be thinking like this, just remember the Passover which the Jews celebrate in the scriptures of Exodus. It gives us the actions of Allah striking Egypt with plagues due to the evil of Pharaoh and his people. The final plague was Allah God killing the firstborn out of every house in Egypt. The children of Israel were warned to put an X mark in blood on their doorposts and the death angels passed over. Do you think this is in the Bible for conjecture? Be careful how you deal with my family and the followers of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad because the death angel is already in America and it will not pass over your homes. And those of you who are wise, remember it was an X mark on the gatepost of a house in the blood of a lamb. The lamb is not no animal in the forest or in the pasture. It's the blood of that one, the Messiah, that comes into the world at the end of the present world. You have to put on your gatepost the life that you are living following the Lamb of God. And that's the only thing that will keep the death angel away from our doors. Well, the CIA conspired with a Chicago gangster described as the chieftain of Cosa Nostra and the successor to Al Capone in a bungled 1960 attempt to assassinate Fidel Castro, the leader of Cuba's communist revolution. According to classified documents published by the agency in 2007 under the Freedom of Information Act, the disclosure is, con is contained in a 702-page CIA dossier known as the Family Jewels compiled at the behest of then agency director James Schlesinger in 1973. And according to a memo written at the time, the purpose of the dossier was to identify all current and past CIA activities that conflict with the provisions of the National Security Act of 1947 and were, in other words, illegal. And following the meeting with the CIA Office of Security, 
Bissell employed a go-between between Robert Mahew and asked him to make contact with the gangster elements. See, it became illegal to assassinate heads of state and government, so the government passed it off to private entities that would carry out the will of the government to assassinate those that the government desires to have assassinated. Is that what's in the National Defense Authorization Act? where the president and certain people around him can target Americans to be assassinated? Is this what you have in mind? Is it that the truth that we speak is so powerful that you have no answer for it, so now you want the removal of Farrakhan? One of you tweeted, he must be a fake because he's not dead yet. No, I'm not a fake. The God that I serve is real and that's why I'm not dead. And I believe I will live to bury my enemies because the God and the Messiah that backed me, I don't believe will allow any of you to take my life. It is sacred. You might arrest me. You might bring me before your courts. You might try me. You might even try to put me in your prison. But the more you do of evil against me and this little tiny nation of Islam, you're tightening the noose of death more tightly around your own throat. So be careful and be wise or die in your rage. The CIA is careful to cover its track. Matthew has been retained by international businesses suffering heavy financial losses in Cuba as a result of Castro's action. There is no way that I will be able to finish all that I have to say in these next three minutes. So part two, I will try to do right after I finish part one. So my beloved brothers and sisters, let me just speak to you from my heart to your heart over these next few minutes. Some of you are fearful, but I have to do my duty. Some of you are afraid that with the enormous power of our government, that they will kill me. I don't think so. But we as Muslims have these words in our prayer. It's an oath that we take. It goes like this. My prayer, my sacrifice, my life and my death, they're all for Allah. 
our love for our God that has chosen us to be his people, our love for his Messiah that has worked among us for 40 years and has left me in his place as a reminder to us of him and all the words of guidance and warning that he spoke. Those of you who cannot deal with the truth of what we are saying, I advise you, why don't you take these lectures and piece them apart and do your research to see if what we are saying is the truth. Some of you foolishly say, oh, you are doom peddler. Jesus Christ did not preach doom. Jesus Christ was a man of peace and love and grace. He certainly not only was, he certainly is. But remember, it's written when he breaks through that cloud. He's at the head of 10,000 with a sword in his hand. And that sword is dripping with blood. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us that that sword is the emblem of justice. And remember what we said last week and the week before. Justice is the weapon that God is going to use in the day of judgment. So be wise. Keep on listening. Keep on studying. Keep on dialoguing with one another over these broadcasts. And until next week, same time, same station, by the grace of God, the time and what must be done, part 17 coming up. Brothers and sisters, please log on again next week and every week this year for the time and what must be done. Tell your friends, tell your family, log on to NOI.org every Saturday, 6 p.m. Central Time for truth, guidance, and unequaled love from the National Representative of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Nation of Islam, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Pass on the word every Saturday at 6 p.m. Central Time at NOI.org. The time and what must be done. Remember, to have Minister Farrakhan answer your questions, tweet them to at Louis Farrakhan, hashtag Ask Farrakhan. And to add this message to your library or as a gift for someone you love, go to store.finalcall.com.